click record. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Heal the Unicorn podcast with Yana Kasperzak and Bethany Briggs. Um, like I said, <laughs> I kind of like jumped the gun a little bit. My name is Yana Kasperzak and I am, and I help mompreneurs to, I help mompreneurs in startup to build their business and I help them to build their unbreakable mindset so they can build their fulfilling and profitable lifestyle businesses. There you go. This is the literally the first time that I'm attempting to say this, I want to say new slogan or um, more because I continue to perfect, yeah. I guess, like the explanation of what I offer and what I do. And it has taken me some time to figure out what is it that I offer? And the biggest thing that I offer in talking to everyone that I have worked with, everyone that I have um, even interviewed to see if they are a good fit and match for me to work with them. Uh, one thing that I've noticed in, in their responses is everything leads back to the mind. Everything leads back to the mindset where they are, they came from a broken mindset to now unbreakable mindset and that is what I help mompreneurs or female entrepreneurs do is to build that unbreakable mindset so they can build their fulfilling and profitable lifestyle businesses and it's those that are in startup now startup can last many years especially for those that are struggling with perfectionism, right? That's the topic for today, if I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> let, me, let me click on it. Yeah, why perfectionism, why perfectionism is its own kind of a disease and how to heal yourself from it or with it. Um, I didn't add that part, but that is a topic for today. And I think it's actually perfect that I finally figured out what is this one thing that I help women achieve and that is to have an unbreakable mindset. And I say unbreakable for a reason because I could say unshakable, but here's the thing. Your mind will always get shook, always. Not necessarily every minute of the day or every day, but there's always going to be something that will shake you and shake your mind. But it takes a strong person not to allow that to break or not to, to not take what is shaking you and internalize it. Or external. Yeah. So, Bethany, how would you like to start us off today? Um, well, I guess the best place to go is what is perfection? You know, what is that definition of perfection? So the definition of perfection is freedom from fault or defect. Now, as human beings, that's, that really is not possible because in order to have all these warm and fuzzies, there's going to be the fault. There's going to be the flaws because you can't heal you can't feel one without the other you can't feel your positive without the negative you know so there's that exchange so and a lot of the times with perfection it's when you make a mistake oh I made a mistake I'm not good enough you know like 
your self-worth goes down you're you're seeing yourself as a black and white instead of this this amazing individual that like has all these possibilities and really mistakes you can learn you should learn from not should but you learn from them and when you learn from them it makes you a better you know the best version of yourself for that day um so really having that illusion of perfectionism and it's really like you said a disease because it's clouding our minds and our mindsets to where when we make a mistake it's oh I'm not good enough oh my gosh I made a mistake I'm never gonna see the light from this like I actually have a perfect example um, as I say perfect I would like to say that I'm imperfectly perfect um because that's another definition of perfection as well, being imperfectly perfect. But what I like to say perfection, because it's something that I've personally worked through and experienced a lot of, is mistakes are lessons. Mistakes take, you know, they give you that insight of, you know, instead of thinking as a failure, you know, having that failure fuel you to be, like I said, the best version of yourself to see what you can learn from that to help you in situations as well for the future. Um, and to not be hard on yourself. Like when you see your, see your worth with it all and you, and you also realize that, that that little mistake was really part of the plan or you know, part of your journey to catapult you to even more greatness because you saw that firsthand. And it's like, well, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to do that again. So I'm going to fix and reframe to get to that point of, okay, well, what can I learn from it? You know, the practice makes progress and progress mistakes are just progress so you got to practice 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 and learn 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 an experience that I just went through today actually so my son started speech therapy today now before this oh I was stubborn I was I was really ignorant about it um Brian my husband would be like I think he might he might benefit from speech therapy oh no 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 I got this I got this I can do it I can handle it I'm homeschooling no, I can do this, you know, we'll just do more programs, you know, but getting into speech therapy, I realized that I needed help. Like there was things that they were saying to help him that I had no idea, like, you know, where the sound comes from when you say a certain letter or, and so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. But when I got home from it, I felt super emotional because I felt like I made a mistake by not listening and just, and I was listening to my ignorance instead. Um, and so I was feeling like, wow, like, I can't believe that happened. Like in that, in my perfect image, I was going to help him. I was going to bring him out, you know, but I needed more help. And it was also that, that realization of it's okay to ask for help. And yes, I first thought of this as a mistake, but now I, I reframed it to be like, no, I'm grateful for this lesson, this lesson of, you know, I can't do it all on my own. I, I need help sometimes. And now I, I, I see the light of it. And I also with homeschooling this brought to light, like yeah, there's some other things in the future that I'm going to need help with. So you, 
this we'll learn from this. And so I, I worked through it. And this morning when I did my yoga, I did not want to do my yoga live video. I was not feeling it. And in that video, I even say it like I was not feeling this today. And I talked about this as well. Um, but I did it anyways. I did my self-care. I did my self-love. I dug deep. I did my breathing and I came out of it with all this insight and it was just, it was just a beautiful thing. So, so far, I mean, yeah, you know, mistakes help you grow, learn from those mistakes. Perfection has never really gotten me anywhere. Like it's always just gotten me to where I feel like I'm not enough. It triggers that inner critic more when I try to be perfect, you know, instead of just being me and going about my journey and, and helping me shed my light to help others. Yeah. You know, everything that you said can actually also be applied to women, moms or females in startup because because I'm like listening to you, my mind right away applies things into how can this help the p- women that I work with? Yeah. And, and that is a challenge of anyone that in startup, because startup, like I mentioned earlier, I think it did, um, it can be a really long time. Some people are lucky and they are in startup for, you know, for a month or two. But for most of us, we're in startup for a couple of years, and it usually takes about five years to get through the startup stage, to get through the launching stage, and then move on to the next ones where eventually you'll get to the scaling stage where you don't have to do anything else like you did in the startup. So the mindset becomes different, and each stage has its own mindset and perfectionism or the inner critic, or the gremlin, as I had learned at school, and then you had learned going through the law of being, that inner critic, that voice, that gremlin, the perfectionism voice, whatever you want to call it, it's that voice that tells you that I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I will never achieve this, even though there's moments where you believe you can, you continue going because you know that you can, because you're wise enough, you know, wisdom is knowing without knowing so you're wise enough that you know you're going to get there um and it takes like I said it takes a certain mindset to continue going and building so that way you can get to that place that you've only been dreaming of now when you know that conversation that goes on in the mind where you're really telling yourself of all of your faults, all of the ways how you failed, what you did wrong, what you should have done, what you could have done, all of these things. Nobody but you knows that. Nobody but you hears that. Nobody but you understands that and will ever understand that. And somebody's supposed to be in class. I know. Can you please go back to class? I did my work. Okay, well, I'm I'm on a call, on a live video, a recording. Hi. So thank you for saying hi to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'll see you later, okay? <laughs> um, nobody understands what goes on in the, or the, the other one. It's like difficult to focus with all of these distractions. 
but with practice, you're able to then go back to where you were. Cause that's another question I've been asked many times where I would go live and how do you, how do you focus? How do you deal with all of the distractions, your kids or animals, and then stay on point? Practice, not, not practice to be perfect, but practice to be better because mm -hmm. By your definition of perfectionism, none of us will ever be perfect. None of us were actually even designed to be perfect. And yet we are striving for something that is not, doesn't even exist, which don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing, but you need to know when enough is enough of this self-abuse, self-punishment, self-discrimination, um, Whatever it is that you're doing to yourself, whatever you know, title you want to or phrase you want to give yourself of what you're doing to yourself, torture that you're putting yourself through because you end up feeling pain and you're suffering, right? So all of that does not need to happen. And I, I have a really, really, really good um, uh, why unconventional wisdom, as you guys can see. Uh, you can't find this anywhere else. This is only for graduates of IPEC uh, coach training school. Uh, this is like, we call it our little Bible. So we all live by this and this is principles. So one of the principles is called, you cannot make a mistake. And I'll just read it to you. So I want you to sit with it. And if you're watching replay or if you're on live and you really like this, I want you to re-listen to it until it sinks in because I will only read it once. If it was a, a little you know, quote, I'd read it more than once, but uh, if you wanna re-listen to it, re-listen to anything, take notes, uh, do that. There are no mistakes, only different varieties of ways to experience life and remember more of who we are. We make choices based on our past, our belief systems, our values, and perhaps even the collective consciousness that's ingrained in our DNA. We always choose what we believe is the best possible choice in any given situation. Instead of directing energy towards the past by beating ourselves up over mistakes, relax in knowing that no one ever makes a mistake. If we treated our friends like we treat ourselves, we'd all go to jail. So, yeah, how does that one sit? How does that one sit with you, Bethany? And everybody else who's listening or watching, let us know in the comments. For me, what came up was that at the time, like we were dealing, like we were going with the best choice that we had with what we knew from, you know, what we were given. But then when we grow and learn, you know, mistakes don't have as much weight to them, I guess. Yeah, you're able to, um, how do I put it? So what constitutes an unbreakable mind? I'll draw you uh, a picture, okay? All of you will, will see this picture and hopefully it's helpful, okay? So, Unbreakable mind looks like this. Every single person, every single human being has a problem, a 
at least one that they want to deal with, okay? Um, and someone who does not have a trained mind, who's still working on their mind, these problems will feel very heavy and very painful to deal with uh, to a point where you might not want to deal with them. So you put it away, put it away, put it away, put it on the shelf, put it on the shelf. And then afterwards you have to add another whole shelving unit. Obviously this is figuratively speaking, not a physical one. Um, so here's um, a visualization for those of you visual people out there of what a trained unbreakable mind is like. So picture you have a person in red. Everything is like blank empty, just like on a field, for example, okay? Um, and you have a person who is dressed in red in the front. That's the problem. Now behind this problem, there is at least one solution, if not thousands of solutions, okay? So you, the trained mind, sees that person in red, but not in clear view, not in focus, because the trained mind sees the solutions behind, sees all of those dressed in black because that's the solution. And it's not that visible because it doesn't stand out as bright as the red one does. And it's in the dark and you might not see it, but the trained mind sees the problem, but doesn't focus on it. That's why it's blurry and sees everything else behind and it's solution oriented, not problem oriented. So that is the difference between a trained and untrained mind, a breakable and unbreakable mind. I have been both. I have had an unbreakable mind from, sorry, breakable mind for many years to now a trained mind where it, get, it gets shook, but I pick myself up pretty damn quickly. There are times where I take a day to heal and recover, depending on what it is. Um, but I always get out of there. And I always come out with many options of the solution because I see the problem, I see the solutions, and it's okay to also not do anything about it right away. Because you need to really, again, if there's a lot of solutions, you can't go after all of them. You got to narrow it down to at least one or two. So that's why that moment of just be and breathe and think about it and ponder is really necessary for us to get to the next stage of resolving this problem. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my favorite new phrase uh, to use with moms and startups is massive, messy, imperfect action. And the word messy is there by design because it feels messy. It feels like it doesn't fit in there yet. Um, and you need to figure things out. And until you do, it will feel like that. So, the other thing I quickly wrote down is I yesterday I started watching this documentary uh, about the black holes. And the moment I started watching it, I'm like, oh my God, that is exactly how the inner critic 
takes over our existence. This is exactly how negativity takes over our existence. It completely consumes, because the way the black hole is, anything that comes close to a black hole, it has no chance of escaping it. And the black hole hides, you do not see it. You don't see it, okay? So this is exactly how negativity works. This is how, um, contaminated mind works. This is how the gremlin works. And which also means that if you are spending time with people who are negative, who complain, who whine, never anything is right in their life, everything is wrong, they hate this, they hate that. And it's very subtle. Nowadays, I hear it in everyone's conversation. And it is so subtle because it is the norm. And I am the, the crazy one. I am the not normal one that does not fit into the world anymore because the normal is the conversation to, pardon my language, but the bitch complain about everything. The problem focused. Whereas open your eyes a little wider, okay? And look at the solution that's there. And I've experienced being in that black hole. Nobody knows what happens in that black hole, but in the world that we're living in, when you get consumed by the black hole, you can call it negativity, you can call it anger, you can call it sadness, you can call it um, apathy, you can call it whatever you want when you're in that, when you're in there. And it takes a certain mindset to get out of there. And you gotta work on that mindset. To get out of that black hole, it's not gonna happen. You gotta find a way out through the darkness of the black hole itself. So having said that, I want each and every one of you, including you, Bethany, and you can answer, is to take stock of the people that are in your life because we ourselves sometimes take some time to see just how negative we are and therefore we attract those people, but to see the people that we have in our life that are negative, that we spend time with and how are they and who they are and how they show up affects you. Okay, well, yesterday, I uh, did a reflection on what love is and like what love isn't. And what I actually was like asking myself is like, you know, if it, if this love is sacrificing and suffering, is that really love? You know, and it's like, no, not at all. Love is support, safety, you know, compassion, you know, having expansion. Yeah, expansion, exactly. And it's not it's something that's going to bring you down. It's going to help lift you up. Um, and I, so I did, I did take stock yesterday and I'm happy to say that majority of people in my life now have similar mindsets to me, but in the past, oh, very negative, very negative. And now I notice when someone I'm around ha is having that kind of negative mindset, because I'm just like, gosh, like, man, but I, I've been there. I know how that is. Like I catch myself sometimes and I'm like, you know what? No, there's something to be grateful for here because there's, and that's another thing with perfection is like, be like, well, what can you be grateful for out of the situation? You know, cause there is something like for me in the situation I explained uh, or told you guys about uh, with the speech therapy, I'm grateful for the help. But in the past, I don't think I would be, it would have been 
I would have seen it as, oh, they're trying to take my job. Like I can do this myself. Like, and it would have sucked me in the black hole, just right deep down. But today when that black hole was trying to get me to come close, I was like, no, I felt my feelings and I pushed it away. I did my yoga video, did some breathing. And I felt so much more alive and so much more grateful afterwards. And I feel like that's similar to like when you have the na- those negative type of people in your life. And when you separate yourself from that, you'll see that everything like the light turns on, you know, the possibilities are more open. There's more abundance because you're not having, having those people put all those, that clap, that chatter in your brain that makes you be like, Oh, oh man, you know, I didn't think about that. Oh God. Like, Oh, poor me. Ah, you know, but yeah. So I'm, I'm very, I find myself, I'm really grateful for the people I do have in my life and for, me separating myself because it's it's hard it's hard to separate and that's why I brought up with the love because sometimes you love those people that bring those feelings and it's really hard to let go and that's another thing with perfection is to let go of it surrender to it and just be let it go let it flow and just be you don't have to control it and that's there a hard thing to do though yes to oh let it be because we are all, we all want everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We start something and if it's not perfect, we beat ourselves up. And especially when we are starting something new, right? You're learning a new language. It's going to take time for you to learn the new language. You're learning right now. You're going through a learning curve, Bethany, with your son and how to apply what you've learned in your own household with him. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs with that as well. You already shared that there's already ups and downs with that. But you're able to move forward and remind yourself that perfection is not the goal here. And that I, you know, I got to swallow my ego a little bit and say, you know, the stubbornness that, okay. I'm going to ask you for help. You help me. And that is so hard for women to do. Men too. Don't get me wrong. For men, I think it's even harder to ask for help. (laughs) For women, it's very hard, especially mothers that have spent, that did most of the parenting, the most of the raising of the kids. It's hard for them to ask for help because they feel a huge sense of responsibility for everyone and everything. Uh, But asking for help, especially when you're building your business it's hard is it's hard and it's extremely important you cannot do everything on you i just did a doing day yesterday uh on uh your next hire so helping people to to decide when is the right time to hire and who to hire first and in startups this is when you gotta start hiring people you really do because there's so many different things that you got to do in startup and you're also more than capable of doing them all on your own you really are but the question I will ask you if you are in this stage in the state where do I pay someone to do this for me or do I learn it and do it myself now the question I'll ask you is this 
hopefully you already have a vision of where you're going with the business and what it looks like, what your life looks like, because it's about a lifestyle. I, I help people with a lifestyle and then build a business around the lifestyle. So hopefully you have a vision of where you're going and what that looks like. I'm going to ask you a question. What are the things that you are doing and that you are responsible in your business to do to make sure that they are operating? Because there's a lot, a lot of different things on back end that needs to get done and set up. Who is doing all of those things? Right? If the, if the answer is not you, then you do not need to spend your time and your energy to learn all of that if you're not going to use that skill for yourself then you, it's best to just save yourself the time and money. Believe it or not, you're going to be saving money as well. Because if you're learning on your own, you're going to learn on your mistakes. And some mistakes are expensive. Again, there's no right or wrong way. If you are a bull, like myself, like a Taurus, you want to do everything yourself. But even the stubborn ones that even if you look through all the horoscope creatures, the most stubborn one is the Taurus. So even if the Taurus can say, I can't do this on my own, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to ask for help. Yeah. Well, you might also be able to get help with barter, bartering and exchanging things, not having to pay. But like, think about where it's going to get you. Yeah. That's what I want to help everyone to understand what you do because then how do you how do you heal from it how you heal from it is you little by little start detaching yourself from the moment that you catch yourself trying to be perfect because your parents taught you that society taught you that tv taught you that someone taught you that that you needed to be perfect uh which was a lie because none of us are perfect none of us are meant to be perfect which we have already established that you where was that so you gotta acknowledge the, the problem first and every time it comes up remind yourself that that is not the goal that is not the goal the goal is not to be perfect the goal is actually to see to see mistakes for what they are growing opportunities growing exactly. stages states that we're in so shifting the perception and looking at it in a different way and if you're not sure how to look at it then I'll ask you this question what are three to five other possible ways of how you can look at perfectionism in a positive way yeah definitely oh yeah right start brainstorming but at the end of the day like Bethany, what Bethany was trying to uh, make a point of asking for help, asking for support. What I'm trying to say is the same thing. Ask for help or hire help. Find that expert. There are experts. Why on earth would you spend, I don't know, two, three six months or a year learning how to set up the whole entire back end of your business when you can spend a couple of thousand dollars and have it done for you within a couple of weeks or a month and you never have to deal with it right why like question for you bethany why didn't you consider going to learn all the videos on youtube 
for free or Googling a how to, you know, how to become your own speech therapist for your kid? I'll be, I, I did think about that. That did cross my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was like, well, if I could do it, if they could do it, I could do it. But then I was like, I had to stop myself and be like, but they went to school for it. They have a degree in it. Like they took years of their life to study this when like, but if I take years to study this, my son is going to be eight years, seven years old. And if he's still having speech problems, it's going to be harder to correct when he's older than doing it now yeah. and working on it now. Cause now he's going to have, it's just going to open up so much for him. He's going to, people are not, are not going to look to me as much. Like it also takes that away from me, releases some of that. So I can let him communicate by himself. I don't have to be there to be like, oh, well, he's saying this, you know, to make sure he's understood, like he's going to be able to express himself. And that's the biggest thing, his own expression. And I just, I don't have the training for it. And that's okay. Like, and like what you're saying, you know, we all are, have our own expertise, you know, and it took me to let go of that ego part to be like, it's okay. It's okay. And my, I have a name for my ego. It's Ophelia. So I had to really be like, Ophelia, I feel you. I see you, but please let's get some help. And I already feel better. I did have a moment where I was leaving that office and I was like trying to choke back tears because I felt like kind of like shameful that I didn't do it sooner. Cause I'm like, wow, like just seeing how much he progressed in one session with me doing schoolwork, I was just like, Ugh. and I know exactly where he's at now. There's no question behind it, you know, like all the questions are answered. Um, and so there were some questions I asked myself that I did want to like bring up for everyone because these will help everyone. Um, so when that mistake or that lesson, let's say that lesson comes about, because I'd rather think about it as a lesson than a mistake. When that lesson comes about, ask yourself, what did it teach me? What am I going to do different next time? Um, how will this help me to be better in the future? And me just going through those questions on my own, it was just like, like, I just felt lighter. I felt brighter because I'm like, oh my gosh, like the possibilities now are more like endless like he's going to be more independent I'm going to be less dependent you know like or you know have to yeah you know he's gonna be more independent <laughs> so it's just it's gonna be better for everyone and I think the biggest thing behind it is the expression you're expressing yourself and like when you go through the lessons you're expressing yourself you're expressing how like to yours maybe not to anyone in specific but you could be expressing yourself to yourself and there's self-love right there there's that self-care to help push you up and to see the bigger picture mm -hmm. yeah um, and i i like what you said i wrote down a couple of questions and but first i wanted to kind of go to the beginning of the conversation what you were talking about is you know, that person went through training, they are the expert. Now, I wanted everyone to understand what is considered to be an expert. And this is uh, a, one of my clients had given me this example during our coaching session. And I thought, oh my God, this is so awesome. I'm going to be using it. So she knows I'm going to be using it. <laughs> and I continue to use it. An expert 
is this. A fifth grader is an expert to a fourth grader or to a third grader. A 10th grader is an expert to, to a nine or an eighth grader. Really what I'm saying is that an expert is someone who is a few steps ahead of you. And those are the experts that you want to follow. Those are the experts that you want to learn from. Those are the experts you want to ask questions from. Those are the experts that you want to hire. And why? For a simple reason of this, that if you hire Tony Robbins, how we all compare, we all compare. You're going to compare yourself to Tony Robbins. So in comparison to Tony Robbins, how great are you going to feel about yourself? Not that great. Well, can you believe that uh, in that moment when you're working with Tony Robbins, can you see yourself being where Tony Robbins is, where you are, and you're just in the beginning stages? Absolutely not. In a way, yeah, you'll have glimpses and you'll feel like, yes, you'll get there. That's the why side of you, knowing that you're more than capable of becoming Tony Robbins and surpassing him. Yeah. But that's not what happens in the inside. And it doesn't last a long time, that comparison. So it's important to find those experts that are the right fit. That's the word I'm looking for. They are the right fit for you and for where you are in your life. We cannot do everything. Yes, we are super moms, but we're not super moms, <laughs> right? This is one of the things that my husband calls me. You're a super woman, super mom. You can do everything. And I'm like, listen, dude. And this is exactly how I, how I talk. I'm like, listen, dude, do not <laughs> try to kiss up to me because even super moms need a break. Even super moms have a breakdown. Even super moms lose their mind. Mm -hmm. But it takes a super mom to recognize that I cannot add any more to my list and say no, to set that boundary and say, no, I love you. And as much as I love the compliment and the ass kissing, it ain't going to happen. You can do this by yourself or wait until I am able to uh, and remind me then, right? Yeah. These things are also important. Setting boundaries are crucial. Part of what I do is help people to understand where the boundaries they're missing. Right? This is a, you know, it's a small part and yet it's a huge part because we ourselves don't recognize that we do not even set those boundaries without gremlin. Does Ophelia have boundaries that okay. does she stick to? Not all the, sometimes I have to remind, I have to be like, hey, remember, like that's not your job anymore like your job because what um some things that I've I, my ego is strong on is um it was perfection that was a big one um that I had to work through and it's like no no it's to learn to grow to expand yeah. be more conscious of what I'm doing to be more empowered to uplift and when I'd had that perfection mindset, cause then I'd have my ego triggered, which then would trigger my inner critic, which would, you know, and then it would just bring me down and it'd make me go towards that black hole to where I'm like on the floor crying because I'm just, ah, I'm a failure. But now it's like, okay, I'm a failure, but you know what I learned from that? I learned to ask for help. And it's not even that I'm a failure because I, I do see where I, I've, I've been helping him in this 
aspect, but getting the extra help, getting the experts has, is really just going to step that game up. It's going to, it's going to, what's like I was saying earlier, like what's going to take a couple of years is going to take months. Like how you said that too. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. And like yeah. with money, whatever, like the cost is this, this amount is going to be far less than what it is. If you try to do something on your own, cause you're going to run into those hurdles and it's like, well, what do I do from here? They, they know what to do. And sure. It's good to learn. It's good to have that knowledge, but are you like you're saying, like, are you going to use it or is it just going to be use useless knowledge that you needed for that one moment, but that moment's passed. So like <laughs> you don't get that back, back that moments. And exactly. And then, yeah, because the reason why I, I brought that up as well, if, if that's what you want to do, you got to consider what is your genius zone? What are you good at? What do you want to do for the rest of your life that you really love and enjoy? If it's not the thing that you are learning right now, then figure out what it is and give that to somebody else to do. Um, another thing is imposter syndrome. That one is huge. We're not even going to get into that right now. This is just, you know, maybe that'll be the next topic we'll talk about. But imposter syndrome is a huge, huge 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 I can't even tell you how huge it is but a huge problem when it comes to startups when it comes to business even not just a startup even women who have already in the scale stage they still struggle with imposter syndrome and it takes a certain mindset to work through that because it will come up it does come up you know if you're ever in proximity with Tony Robbins and you're not Tony Robbins, you're going to feel challenged by that. It's normal. It's human nature. Why? Because we have it in our DNA to strive for perfection, to strive for something that does not exist. This is what drives us. This is what pulls us. It is a normal human condition. Disease. It only becomes a disease when it consumes us. And, you know, I don't know, I know I don't need to explain what it feels like to be consumed by something. This is something that all of us understand. Uh, We start to lose sight of who we are, right? Uh, We can also, very often when we start a new relationship with someone, we get consumed by that relationship and we start to lose track inside of who we are because we start, we try to be perfect for this person. And by us trying to be perfect for this person, they have a certain image of what that person is supposed to be like, and it's not us. So we change and we change and we change to a point where we're no longer ourselves and we lose ourselves in this relationship that is supposed to be love, but love is not based on, you know, on, on change. If you change, I will love you. That is very conditional. Love is, love should never ever feel contracting. Love feels expanding. And it feels like contracting, then there's fear probably a fear of losing that love or feel like you're going to lose a person that could potentially love you or whatever the case is. Now, um, we're already a little bit past our time and I just wanted to ask this question and you can kind of close off with that. And I know you have a poem afterwards, so you can go right into the poem. So in what you were sharing about what you're going through with your son, I want to hear and I want everyone to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how do you feel 
as a mother leading to that going like leading to the appointment going okay. through the appointment and then afterwards how do you feel as a mother as a mother i felt failure like oh i failed him oh gosh i i, I should have been able to do this i should have you know that should have should have should have should have i i uh and then going into the, I was nervous. I was late too for it. I was so nervous. I couldn't find my, my our masks. Like I couldn't find where it was at. I couldn't find the phone number. And I was just getting so like upset with myself. Like, oh my gosh, like, look at you. And I, so, and I didn't address that right away. And I'm just like, whatever, eh, whatever, eh, whatever, you know? You were busy and, and, gathering things, yeah. getting ready, right? Exactly. And so then I went in there and I was, I was nervous, but I was excited. I started to get a little excitement, but then during the appointment, I noticed that failure aspect was coming up because I was listening to them and I'm like, oh, man, like, and I wanted to jump in and fix it for him when he would say something wrong. Cause I'm like, no, I, I'm a good mom. You know, it made me feel like I wasn't a good mom because I didn't listen. And when I was leaving the appointment, I had to choke back tears because I was just like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm almost, I'm choking back tears kind of now because <laughs> yeah, it's that thing that I was like, I, I felt like I failed him. I felt like my stubbornness failed him. And I was like, man, and even trying to tell Brian about it, tears were coming. Cause I'm like, I, if only I would have listened sooner, like, you know, we wouldn't be in this place. And I had to stop myself and I had to pick myself up and be like, Hey, remember failure is not the end of it. Failure helps push you to greatness. Use this and learn from it. And I went to those questions I asked, you know, I said earlier, and it just really brought out a really big light. And it also helped me because I went and did my yoga live and I talked about it a little bit, which I wasn't going to, but then it kind of came out and I'm like, okay, well, this is what I meant to talk about. And also I had this failure feeling because he had to go to speech therapy. It was like, what are people going to think about me? Like my son, like, and I didn't want them to, like, I never want him to feel like he's not smart because he is so smart. But I was also afraid that they were going to label him as a certain thing. So there was so much like coming up and it was, it was hard to handle, but the more like at the end of it, when I got home, it's just so much gratitude, you know, like it just, I, I, I felt the feelings, I did the self-care, I did the questions, and then I just, I had to let myself heal for a little bit, and I went outside, and I did nature time, and I sang, and I walked, and I just touched the ground, and it was really, it was really healing, 
Um, but you know, this is something I'm still working through a little bit, as you can kind of tell, like I'm fully not on the end of it because it's something new for me. I'm pushing past this, that I'm not enough statement that I, that I've told myself for so long. And I have moments where it comes up like with this and that really that failure comes down to, I'm not enough. Like I didn't do enough. Like I could have done more, you know, or maybe homeschooling isn't the thing. But, you know, it, it just really also at the end of it sharpened um, what I am doing because I recently signed him up for a new program a couple weeks ago and it has all this stuff that we're doing in speech therapy already. And I had him do an assessment to where it showed me where he's at and now they're assigning him special projects special lessons to help with these area because on the assessment that's what came back was it was his words his speech that was he had two stars he would have got three stars if the speech was there you know but like so he was pretty high up there but it was just that one thing so I had to also see what I had in place already and realize this is going to take time and now that I got the expert on it Mm, it's going to go by so much quicker and he's going to be able to express himself. And I'm excited for him now. Me too. But, but I had to get over, I had to get over the, the gremlin and then the ego being like, wow, look at you. You're pathetic. Like, you know, and that's the thing that came up for me. I can't believe, you know, you're ignorant. And I'm just like, (sighs) yeah, like, I wanted to say thank you so much, Bethany, for really just opening up your heart and making me cry. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Not very many people can do that. Actually, a lot of people can do that (laughs) because I feel, I feel so much. And I wanted to, I want to talk to those women, mothers or women in startups. And to point out what I'm seeing and hearing is this, you are that mother to the child called your business. And you feel like a failure and different labels that you give yourself, that you call yourself in all the ways that, you know, makes you feel like a failure, makes you feel like a loser, makes you feel insufficient Mm -hmm. but I also want to point this out that when you sit down with an expert what the expert did is she sat down with you and she went through your business your son which is your business that you're building um, one is harder than the other and I'll tell you parenting and raising kids is a lot harder than building a business I'm just gonna put it out there okay (laughs) I'm pretty sure everybody already knows that because some are predictable and others are <laughs> not. <laughs> okay, so what you did with that expert is you sat down and you went through the audit. You went through your business one by one of what, what it is, why, the what, the how, everything. And there was a plan that you came out with one way or another there was a plan that you now have to execute that is how that is what's involved with 
you sitting down with an expert to help you put the puzzle pieces together for your business. So not only you can see the bigger picture, but you can see of the steps that you need to take to get to that picture, right? Yeah. Is, isn't that what you did? You sat down with this expert. Yeah. And the expert said, okay, this is where he is. We're going to get him here. We're going to do this, 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 and this, and that. You did this and this and that. Great. You did this and this and that. Maybe not so great, but that can be changed because it's not a bad thing. You just need to add or tweak something in there and that's yeah. it. And now you have a step-by-step -step plan of what you need to do to get to that vision of yours that is called Uriah. Yeah, exactly. And before I just wasn't sure I was doing what I thought would help him. And, you know, it did, it did align what I was doing, what was kind of on that steps, but now I got like a weekly thing where I'm going to, he goes in, you know, I got like a bunch of stuff that he really needs to work on. Cause I didn't know what to do. And I love how you use it for like a business because it's true. Um, and to anyone that ever thinks that, that like, oh, this is, uh, you're pathetic, you know, you, you're stop just stop. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. And you are loved. And that's something I had to remind myself. I just had to stop. Like I had to be like, stop, like enough is enough. Like, you know, how long are we going to beat ourselves up for this? Like, because before Monday, we were supposed to have the appointment that got canceled. That was the biggest relief. I, oh my God. Yes. Okay. Whew. I don't, I don't have to go face the facts here and then today in the morning I found myself oh I hope I hope they call and cancel which how selfish of me when like this is something for his betterment and being able to see it on the other side now and be so excited for him and be like mm, I learned so much it's just so uplifting well it's scary. but it it's was a very first step right mm -hmm. you didn't know what the speech pathologist like you had an idea of what they offer, but we never really know everything. Exactly. Same thing with kids. We have an idea of how we're going to raise our kids, what our kids is going to be like. But how many of you can say that it turned out to be exactly the same way as the idea that you had in your head? Yeah. I have yet to meet anyone who has, who's living that ideal life basically yeah. yeah and to those of you like you you started saying with putting these you know these labels on yourself um I really the first thing that popped into my mind is define it because as a coach and you put a, a label on yourself I was I'm stupid well we understand the de definition of stupid when we go to the the Webster or whatever dictionary you use uh or google it and I ask all of my clients, when they say certain words, I want to understand what that word means to them. So whenever you call yourself a word or you, you attack yourself or, or somebody else comes to you and calls you something, I want you to ask for that definition. What does that mean to you? Really, what does it mean to you? And how, how true is it really, really? Never really. It's never true. Never. Uh, it's, Cause it's just something to bring you down. I've always found that, that that's just that voice, that, that perfection voice, you know, 
that that unattainable perfection because if if life was perfect you know how boring life would be i i love all the lessons and the growth now and before i hated it oh gosh change came up oh man this is the end of the world but now i'm like oh change Ooh, okay so what are we gonna do now like this is a new chapter this is some more growth and more lessons but it took reframing and it took a lot of self-care and self-love yeah. And like those deep questions of like, and de defining and coaching with you as well. And, you know, just all the little things that I've done along the journey to get me to this point. Cause if you were to, if I were to deal with this stuff a couple years ago, it, all those negative thoughts would have been the main ones. And I would have probably been a depressed mess right now because I wouldn't have seen the bigger picture, but now it's like, Oh, the lights there. And I'm just excited for it. Yeah, you would have been in that black hole. <laughs> yes, that black <laughs> hole would have sucked me in and I would have stayed there. And who knows, maybe I would have given up on homeschooling, but I'm not giving up on homeschooling because I see the benefits to it. And one thing they did tell me is he's pronouncing the harder pronunciations better than the easier ones. So it does show me what I'm teaching him is working but I, those easy ones, like the K sound, when they told me oh, it comes from your throat, never thought about it like that. You know, G sound, it comes from your throat. Like the K sound, you'll feel it in your throat. And they told me that. And I was like, hmm. huh, okay. Yeah, wow. Where else would you have learned that? I, ne never. And, and so like now I'm gonna learn all these different things, which is gonna make homeschooling so much more easier for him. So in a way it's helping me with homeschooling so you know the the silver yeah. line golden nugget from the, all those experiences yeah everything has a purpose and everything is beneficial even those sucky negative experiences they are beneficial definitely and now when you have a next child <laughs> you'll be an expert Right. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe I'll help my friends homeschool their kids. You never know what will happen in life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so um, now I, as we're getting close to the end, I would love to hear your poem and that'll be okay. the wrap up because I know you got things to do. Yeah. I got things to do. <laughs> but <laughs> I, knew this, I knew this was going to be a passionate topic with us. Um, that's why it kind of came to me when you asked me like, what do you think we should do? I'm like, ooh, we haven't talked about this in a while. And we have so much more experiences now to strengthen this topic and to help people heal from it. You know, we get to share our experiences with everyone else. So my poem is, when I access the clarity desired to grow and learn, I then access my creativity as well. So that's meaning to me, like when I'm getting the clear, when I'm getting the, the knowledge, when I'm accessing those points of like learning from it, I'm then being able to be more creative because I'm taking away a block, taking away that thing that's holding me back because I have clarity on it. You know, I have awareness also, you know, like that, like it. that it's there. I see it now and now I can be creative and move forward with it. Yeah. That also... I feel like it, it, it also adds to the visualization of the problem being in the red and the solution or solutions are in the dark that 
they're there. Yes, that's a good because point. That mm -hmm. the creativity is not in the red. The creativity is in in the end. It's in the solution. The creativity. Mm, this is this is a great reminder. We, all the great people that have written books and put decades of knowledge in the book, definitely buy the books and consume their knowledge in less than a decade or however long they, they've written it. But they all have gone through a, and dealt and fixed, don't like the word fixed, but fixed problems, a lot of problems. And they have found many solutions, tested them out, saw the one that worked. And those are the ones that are in that book, in that program, or in that course. Yeah. So we ourselves have gone through a lot of problems and we have solution for these problems. And when we communicate with people, we give tips and tricks and suggestions. And here, this is how you fix that problem. But again, it doesn't, it's not, you know, the Cinderella shoe doesn't fit everyone, right? It'll fit the Cinderella's, but mm -hmm. if it's not that one, it's going to be the next one. It's going to be the next one. It's going to be the next one. Well, our experiences will help other people grow from their own experiences. Because yeah. each person is going to take something different from each of our podcasts. Someone is going to take something different from it. Like we're not all going to take the same thing. And that's anything you read a book, you learn something. I mean, I've experienced by reading something a second time and I'm getting something else out of it that I didn't even realize the first time. So it just goes along those lines too. Like we share our experiences to help others have like a, see more of the solutions ahead of them instead of the obstacles yeah yeah and when i listen to the law of being i listen to it every time i get in the car i always hear something new or it's i mean it's not nothing new it's it's the same thing it's not like there's somebody comes in there magically change the words but i hear something new for me that allows me to understand more of who I am today. Yes. Tomorrow I hear the same CD and I'll have different aha moments, different like, oh, right? So that's kind of like, um, how do I put it? That's kind of like the same thing when uh, one approach does not fit everyone. Um, it might eventually fit that person, but for now it doesn't because it doesn't make sense or they're not there yet. They need to do a little bit more work to get to this point to be able to consume this information, right? Not all of us can sit down and read, uh, you know, a scientific discovery kind of a book because it would feel very, I don't know, boring and like a lullaby, okay, let's go sleep, <laughs> right? Yeah. But for others, it, to them, that's like, oh my God, this is incredible. But it also depends on what journey you're on, what you're following, what you're listening to, what you're learning, what's for you, what's not for you, how far are you, um, how close you are to this expert, how far are you on your journey? There's so many things involved in there. Anyways, we are done talking. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Go. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you, Bethany. You're right. This is a very, very passionate topic for both of us. We've both been on this journey and we're still in this journey. Um, 
just have different tools, right? For I had a conversation with my husband, he is buying tools to fix up this house. And for him, that's important. That's a really like, I need tools to do my job, Yana. I'm like, see, I need tools to do my job. Just my tools are all in here. <laughs> Your tools are physical. Yeah. A tool is still a tool. We have mm-hmm. given quite a few tools throughout this, this conversation as well, throughout all the other uh, we had. And a lot of the information it is repetitive. Why? It's because repetition is what we all need um, for it to really settle. And because these are the best tools to use for, you know, for yourself to grow and for your business to grow. Other than that, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. And thank you most importantly, Bethany. And thank you. Much love. And until next week, we'll probably, we'll talk about the imposter syndrome next week. Sounds good. Since it came up, let's keep going with it. Sounds good. And I think it goes along with what we're talking about here. So just keep it moving along. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone that's watching and listening to us. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And until next week. Until next week. Bye, everybody. And if you like this, subscribe and share. Share the love. And until next Mm -hmm. time. Bye. Bye.